Hello, everyone. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to my astrology podcast. Today is Thursday, May 3rd in the year 2018, and there's lots to talk about. The first thing I want to say is that we are experiencing a lot of intense, very fast energy right now, and this is not entirely normal, um, but it's okay. So we're going to talk about what we can do with that. Um, the first order of business is to discuss the big Mars-Pluto conjunction that happened in Capricorn last Thursday. And you can definitely feel that one for sure. There was a lot of heavy energy and I felt it was relentless. So it happened early Thursday morning Eastern time, yet for the day before, the day during, the day after, and even until Saturday, I think the, the energy really was heavy. It wasn't until later on Saturday that I felt it starting to disperse. And I really felt like I couldn't take my eye off the ball. I had to stay focused on the tax, tasks at hand. I didn't feel like there was a break for anyone. I heard about accidents. I heard about tragedies. I heard about transformations and endings. I watched someone pick up and move halfway around the world to a place they'd never been. I watched uh, incredibly empowering new methods of healing. But one thing is for sure, life was not the same after last Thursday. It was so intense with Mars and Pluto. And remember their energies. So Mars is the assertive one. Mars is the one that initiates. Mars is the one that asserts. Mars is the one that starts the ball rolling and wants to be first and wants to conquer. And yes, it wants to go to war, but not always. We can use it in a lot of different ways. And one of the better ways of using it is to start some new project or to initiate some new things in our lives. Um, some people told me they did the whole, uh, you know, Japanese house cleaning and they, they cleaned out their houses and they were really excited about that. Anything that was going to initiate and give you energy and be motivating. So that's, that's a Mars energy. But Pluto is the transformation. And Pluto, as we've said before, is a higher octave of Mars. And they both are rulers of Scorpio. So we experienced this powerful, intense, transformative energy, like the desire of Mars to transform Pluto. And that is not common. They only get together once every two years. So this is not something we were going to feel on a regular basis, and thankfully, because it's just too intense. So now, during something like this, vulnerabilities are revealed, wounds were opened, consciousness was raised, people became more aware. It was not an obvious experience for everyone. For some of us, you may have to look very closely at how you felt a week ago and how you feel now. Something shifted. It's not the same. We definitely feel different. I can only describe it as last week we were plodding along in a pedestrian manner, and now we're zipping through the cosmos with a rocket. I finally really started to notice people's stories coming down on Sunday, probably Saturday, Sunday. But 
as of today, Mars and Pluto are still in conjunction. They are only about three or so degrees apart. So we're still at it. This isn't over yet. We're still feeling the energy of this and the effects of this. On Sunday, there was a full moon in Scorpio. Now we know that, as I mentioned, these planets rule Scorpio. And they are going to be felt very strongly as a result of the full moon. So that was just another added stamp to that kind of energy. Um, when there are big transits like this, there are reverberations, usually for days. We may really feel this until Mars finally leaves Capricorn, where it's exalted, and enters Aquarius on May 16th. So that's like another two weeks. But in the meantime... You need to pay attention to what has shifted for you. You need to take notice and understand that a new direction may have evolved. That we watched Mars move past and fly over Pluto, this is a new moment. And if you've been paying attention to the news, there was a lot of news on Thursday of last week, an enormous amount of news, a lot of things that were Marsy and Plutonian in nature, uh, very intense things. And they, some of them were historical items in the news. And you know, need to know that that has to do with this latest shift. Things feel different when a planet like Mars was, remember, stuck between Saturn and Pluto for a couple of weeks. And then it finally took that final leap past Pluto because it moves faster than Pluto does. And when it moved past Pluto, that's when we really felt the freedom. That's when we felt clear. That's when the clarity arrived. And it's not really about, you know, a great big change in some people's lives. Some, for some people, they just went to work every day, but they knew something was different. A lot of this happens within the recesses, recess, recesses of our unconscious and it does not mean that your life looks immediately different, but you know something's up and things are moving in a different direction. For the people who had major transformations and had some accidents, I suggest that they need to do a little more homework and see what was going on for them at the time, because obviously there's a message in that. And, you know, kind of work with the energy, see what happened. What did you learn from it? And we should all be looking at what we learned from this. You know, whether it was a positive experience, whether it's a not so positive experience, whether it was a transformational experience, whether it was an energizing experience, and it could be very energizing. A lot of people didn't sleep well. So this is something that we really want to look at because it's not acting alone. Remember we had that full moon? And there are other things going on that are connected to this aspect. And outer planets just don't work on their own. They really do have, you know, one portion of the sky and then there's another outer planet doing something else, another portion of the sky, and they're, they're all kind of talking to each other. Um, the, it's not just we're isolating Mars-Pluto as something that happened because this isn't all. We're now also dealing with Uranus. And Uranus is at the very end of Aries. So Mars rules Aries. Yes, it rules Scorpio, a traditional ruler, but it also rules Aries. So the sign that Uranus has been occupying for the last seven to eight years has been 
ruled by Mars. And if Mars is in this intense aspect, it's going to reverberate through, you know, through the Zodiac and we're going to have, you know, Uranus is tied in with this. So this is a great shift in consciousness with Uranus moving out of Aries. Outer planet sign changes are always the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. This is never simple, of course. How could it be? So we're leaving behind an era. We're leaving behind a lot that no one can say, you know, is necessary for you or not anymore. It's, it's you might not resonate to what's happening. Um, that happened the last seven years. You may say, I don't need this anymore. I don't want this anymore. I thought I was going to stay with this forever and I'm done. And that's a big, that's a big deal. That's a big movement. Um, seven to eight years Uranus has been in Aries and that's a long time in one area of the Zodiac. And this is what Uranus does. It stays in a sign for seven to eight years. So, Think back to 2010, 2011, what was going on then? How did it affect you? What, it's something probably ended then too. And then you started this new period of your life. So what was that about? What area of your life was worked on during these past years and you're ready to launch something else now? The area in question is an Aries. So that's fire, it's initiation, it's the warrior energy, it's the sense of self. It's a sense of confidence. And if you know your chart and you know where Aries is, then you know what house it's in and what could be potentially affecting you in that area of your life. Maybe you're ready to leave a job. Maybe you're ready to move home. And those things are very normal right now, especially when Uranus is making such a big shift. Now, what's going on? Okay, so sure, yeah, there's these months of and years of Uranus in the sign, and definitely as it interacted with Pluto over the last few years, we had some major shifts. But there was something else about Uranus leaving a sign. It's the end of the road. It's at 29 degrees of Aries, meaning you may feel like you were absolutely certain you were doing something in these last few weeks and then all of a sudden that's gone. And yeah, we're taking that vacation. Yeah, we were going to sign up for that new program or I was going to take that new job. And at the last minute, some other job came in and you said, you know what, this is a better job. And you took that job instead and you thought, wow, I really thought I was going to work at that job that was like a little closer to home and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And something else came in at the last minute, undoubtedly around the Mars Pluto. So again, these things are all working together. I've seen situations in the last month or so where a person was headed in a particular direction, ready to set something up. And within the last week or two, it all changed. And it doesn't mean that your life is going to get thrown into turmoil or chaos, although Uranus is very chaotic, but you might have had the plans all worked out to something and within minutes you had a complete change of heart. Don't worry about this. This was not a detour. This was actually what was meant to happen all along. We all go on with our lives. We have to go on with our life and we just 
if something's available in that moment, for example, if you had a job offer and it wasn't perfect, but you thought it was pretty good, and then the perfect one showed up right after that, it's okay. You know, it's okay to change your mind. And there's going to be a lot of mind changing in these next few weeks. This planet, Uranus, stays in Aries until the 15th when there is also a new moon. So Uranus is going to go into Taurus, 11.23 a.m. in East Coast time on the 15th of May. And there's also the new moon that day, that morning at 7.48 a.m. in, Tor in um, Taurus. So the new moon's in Taurus. Uranus is going into Taurus and within a few hours of each other. And that's going to be pretty interesting. That's Tuesday the 15th. So it's not right now. But it's really amazing how much we can change our mind and change our path in these next few days and weeks. Don't worry. Don't freak out. Take everything right now with, all right, we'll see. It, take it with a grain of salt. Don't force yourself to do something that is not going to serve you in the end. Really stay close to your intuition because Uranus is all about intuition. Uranus is those flashes of insight, those incredible lightning bolts that hit our consciousness out of nowhere. And it's fine. It's fine. Take the information and use it. Stay with your gut. That's what's really important. It's not going to be the end of this because Uranus is going to go back into Aries. You know, it retrogrades. So it's going to go back into Aries for a very short time at the end of the year. And then next year will go into Taurus permanently for the next seven, eight years. So we're laying the groundwork for the next seven, eight years now. It's very positive and very good. It's just that there's a lot of energy flying right now. And I used to learn that when an outer planet changes signs, people start to freak out. These are planets of the collective unconscious. We don't know why we're freaking out. We don't know why we changed our minds. We don't know why we uprooted and went someplace else and did something else. People may not be pleased with us, but if it feels right, yes, then do it. It may mean that, yes, this is the right thing, the right direction permanently. But I advise you to sit with yourself during this time. I don't think it's good to just say, impulsively say, I'm not going to do this. Okay, boom. You have to put some thought into it. Or if you know that it didn't feel right all along, then you don't, then you don't stay with it. It's very important. We're going to talk more about this in the coming weeks. In the meantime, uh, we have the moon in Sagittarius today, and it will go void later this evening, 8.50 p.m. Eastern Time, and it'll stay that way for a little over an hour till 10.06 p.m., and then it goes into Capricorn, and it joins Mars, and it joins Pluto still in Capricorn. And throughout the day on Saturday, there's going to be a bunch of aspects with Pluto. And then Sunday with really in the wee hours of the morning on Sunday, the moon will come to Mars. So the moon is going to be very active over the weekend. 
there may be more information revealed. Remember, the moon is going to trigger that Mars-Pluto conjunction. It's going to come to Pluto at 5 p.m. on Saturday in Eastern time. And that's Cinco de Mayo. So when you're out celebrating and having margaritas, think about the moon coming to Pluto. And on Sunday, it's going to come to Mars at 2.20 in the morning. So don't stay out too late with your margaritas. Um, in the meantime, you know, while the moon goes through Capricorn, you can start to put these plans into motion that you've had over the last week or so, the new plans. On Sunday, the moon is going to go void in Capricorn at 9.48 a.m. Eastern time. And then we'll go into Aquarius at 10.48, one hour later, Eastern. And that's, we're going to start revving up for some Aquarian energy because the following week, Mars is going to go into Aquarius. But enough of that for now. Um, that's going to be a very interesting transit. The sun is going to make nice with Neptune on Sunday, and that's a really good time to be creative, artistic, relax, do some healing work. And then Venus on Monday is going to give Neptune a square. So this is at about 6 p.m. Eastern time. And that's going to be very interesting because Venus and Neptune, Neptune's a higher octave of Venus, the way Pluto is a higher octave of Mars. And Neptune and Venus often bring us a lot of creativity and it can be really beautiful and really spiritual and something really perfect and lovely. Um, but it also can be delusional. So with Venus squaring Neptune on Monday, you want to be sure that you are gentle with people, that you are supportive, that you are empathic, you are empathic and caring about yourself, that you are profoundly aware of what's going on. Now, this is a real tricky aspect as far as love relationships are concerned. Venus, Neptune, you could think you met the great love of your life and you met someone who you're just going to have some spiritual connection to, but there's no real great soulmate connection there. You could meet someone who is an artist and they just wow you and impress you, and but there's nothing interesting there. You could be completely fooled by a situation. And that's okay. Just see it for what it is and let it go. But you can also have some collisions. You know, Venus and Neptune are in a square. So that's a challenging aspect. And there could be some collisions in what you believe and what another person believes. Or that you thought the relationship was going along just fine. And they tell you, I don't think I want this the way you do. We want different things. That could be very clear as well. Um, but try not to be fooled and try not to be misled by anyone or anything. Do your homework, do your research. The other aspect that's happening that day is Mercury is squaring Pluto. And that's interesting as Mercury comes towards the end of Aries because it's been in Aries for a long time. It's coming to the end of Aries and it's going to square Pluto and it's going to really be clear about the details and the details may be, again, transformational. Remember, as long as we're dealing with this cardinal energy between Aries and Capricorn right now, 
all the reverberations of April, the Mercury retrograde that went direct, the Mars-Pluto conjunction, Uranus coming to the end of Aries, all of this initiation energy is going to get more and more intense and more and more clear over the last couple, uh, next couple of weeks before those last degrees of Uranus and Aries. So we're looking at some very profound thoughts that could potentially happen on Monday. So this is good energy to meditate. This is good energy to focus. This is good energy to kind of keep busy and keep moving forward. Don't get stuck in this energy right now. Don't feel glum. Try not to feel glum. I know it's easier said than done. But try to stay focused, meditative, connected. And with Mercury-Pluto and Venus-Neptune happening on Monday, it's possible that you have some very interesting conversations with people that could be very life-altering or profound or fascinating. Um, Use that energy that way. Use it wisely. Don't speak harshly to anyone. Remember, we're trying to stay focused and not react to all this swirling chaos that's around us right now. That's what's really important. Next Tuesday, the 8th, the moon goes void at 1029 p.m. Eastern and in Aquarius, and then it goes into Pisces not long after, about 40 minutes later, at 1111 p.m. Eastern time. Again, good time to meditate, good time to do some really healing stuff, creative stuff. But the sun is going to be opposite Jupiter. So the sun will be in Taurus, opposite Jupiter in Scorpio, 8.39 p.m. on Tuesday the 8th, Eastern Time. And that's the once a year opposition sun-Jupiter. And that's actually a really good opening abundant aspect because that's what Jupiter does. It's an, it's an abundance. And when we have an opposition like that, the sun opposite Jupiter, we really are moving towards seeing things. Jupiter's a great seer, seeing things that are coming to us, that are open to us, that are seeing our way through this new path. So the, if the path is opening that you started under the Uranus in Aries, and you're watching things change and shift very, very much, that Jupiter is going to give you some insight. And that's what Jupiter does, especially when it's in Scorpio. And again, we're dealing with Mars and Pluto. That connection relates to Scorpio. So the planets are all talking to each other right now. And it's really a very important time. It's time to sit up and pay attention. This isn't something where we have to just like live the next few days. I really encourage everyone to stop and take notice of what's happening. Don't worry about a change of heart. Don't worry about what looks like a detour. Don't let anyone tell you that you're throwing in the towel on something when you have carefully considered it. But also don't be rash. Don't be impulsive. Sit with yourself. Understand things. That's what that Mercury square Pluto is going to be for on Monday, and it's up and coming. So we're working with Mercury energy even over the weekend when the moon squares Mercury. We have to pay attention to our own brain, our communications, our feelings of shifting during this time. Um, 
Endings are always spooky. Endings of outer planet cycles, again, this is the collective unconscious. We, we do things and it might look crazy. It's not. Sometimes it is a little bit, but we have to just stay focused and grounded and we're going to get through this. So the most important thing is to pay attention to your heart, pay attention to your gut, and have a look at your astrology and see what, where Uranus is for you, where Mars and Pluto have been for you. What have they been doing for your chart that has moved you along significantly in these last couple of weeks and in the next couple of weeks? If you have any questions, you can always email me, deb at debmcbride.com. Visit my website, debmcbride.com. And I'm available for consultations, for emotional clearings, and I'm on Twitter at Deb Astrology, and I'm on Instagram at Deb Astrology. And on Instagram, I often do one-minute videos for astrology, just so you can get a taste and a flavor of what's happening during these weeks and days, and a quick one minute of astrology video. I thank you for tuning in, and please continue to tune in as we Meet some exciting new changes over these next couple of weeks. See you in a week. Thank you so much.